0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Eminent teach with Dr. Rochelle Newton and Drew Stennett, where we examine current and emerging technologies through the lens of diversity and equality. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our new episode. Uh, today, we're going to talk about social media, uh, specifically how it, specifically around sort of uh, the January, si- was it January 6th, Rochelle, the... Uh, the crazy storming of the Capitol that happened where uh, uh, I would say the president riled everybody up and told them to go to the Capitol and a bunch of people did and went inside the building and just mass pandemonium ensued. Uh, sort of the fallout from that was the president had his Twitter taken away. Uh, Parlor, which is sort of an alt-right uh, social network was pretty much obliterated from the internet. Like uh, it was taken out of the app stores, Amazon dropped them. Uh, Right now it's still down. Uh, When this podcast comes out, it may have been brought up in a different uh, cloud infrastructure, but uh, I thought this would be an interesting conversation for us, Rochelle, especially since it's so timely. And uh, I think one interesting thing that I keep seeing on social media is people saying, Oh, well, the first amendment, they just silenced the president. This is awful. This is awful. Uh, my opinion is is that you know the president still has plenty of platforms that he can talk on. Uh, he just can't do it on Twitter anymore. <laughs> and what sort of what sort of things did you think about when this whole thing happened and just the craziness of organizing a uh, seditious act on social media and then that act coming into being and you know <laughs> elected members of the government having to to hide in a building while people stormed uh, the Capitol.
1: You know, uh, I can say so much about that. You know, um, some people said it reminded them of Vietnam. Mm. Some people referred back to the Black Lives Matter, you know, but as a black woman, I can tell you what what came to mind, seeing those people scale the walls, break the glass, push on the police officers and the people there to protect the Capitol. Um, it's scary to be black. It's really yeah. scary to be black. Because if that was a Black Lives Matter and we were scaling walls and pushing on police officers, they'd have mowed us down with those uh, semi-automatic guns in, in oh, seconds. Yeah. you yeah. know? So, so, so there's that. But you know, I, I think one, one of the things, and it goes back to another one of those amendments, right? So free speech, you have the right to say anything you want to say, as long as you don't slander, incite violence, or do anything that would be damaging to another person. So yeah. I can get up here and I can scream all day long, long live technology, <laughs> long live technology. I'm not violating anybody's rights, just my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. you can discount it. You know, okay, there's just a lunatic woman out there who hollering about technology. You could just say that. Yeah. But then when I say, well, again, i go back to something we talked about earlier. Let's meet all our friends on the corner of X and Y, and we're going to go storm this place because we don't believe they have been treating us fairly. Yeah. We don't apply the rule of law. And the rule of law says that we must abide, abide by the laws that are in place in our society for the benefit of our society. You know, uh, they're not bit there for me. They're not there for you. But they're for the society as a whole. We all all know that that's not a, a true statement because you know, if you're black and brown, the laws bend all the time. You know, oh, yeah. And law is very subjective. I don't care where you are. Law is subjective. I mean, the reason why you have the uh, uh, the uh, uh, adversary and the, and the protagonist relationship is because whoever can make the best argument. And we could use um, O.J. Simpson. You mm-hmm. know, team of well-paid, well paid, well well studied lawyers versus the state of California who, you know, this case is all right, bleeding a million dollars a day out of their coffers. Oh yeah. You know, did justice prevail? I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I do know that the people with the most money won. Yeah, and I would say money
0: prevailed there for, for better or worse. Like that was uh, nobody could have done that without that amount of without that amount of money.
1: Like- right. And so that's so when you start thinking about social media, and what social media does. You can take anything in probably in the last 20 years and look at the impact of social media. Mm-hmm. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I don't know how many more there are. I'm sure there's Snapchat. I'm sure there are a bunch of them out there. I don't know of them, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it's it's a means of communicating with like-minded people. Friends right. you have, people who are in the same industry you're in, whatever it is. But, but that's what they're supposedly there for. But then you have to step back one little second and ask did they charge you to join the social media no
0: absolutely Why didn't
1: they? not <laughs> Why did they charge you because they were getting something out of it too so you were yeah. able to post uh you know what you have for breakfast this morning where you went for a walk at you know who, who who's got the best grapes on sale whatever it is out there and Those people who manage those sites, who own those sites, is constantly capturing data about you. And that data is then sold. So you have these data brokers, right? So social media has become one of these moving targets for everything, right? So for people who do Homeland Security and security in the universe, for security in in organizations, you know, all of these things are out there. So um, when you think about social media as a whole, it's it's the uh, dichotomous nature of technology, right? What it brings yeah. good, it brings bad, you know. And we have to find some way to manage both ends. So social media is great. Facebook is now a major institution. They have a gazillion dollars in stock, and all those things. They never charged a person on the site a penny, unless yeah. you had a business or unless you, you know, did whatever it took to become a, a Facebook provider. Yeah. So. In essence, we as consumers are stuck here, not really paying attention to what we do. Yeah. So I add one more little piece here. So as a black woman, I advocate and work with a lot of women to find their careers and to move their careers forward. Mm-hmm. And first thing I tell them, especially if they're young, delete every social media product you got except for LinkedIn, delete it all, <sighs> you know? Because as an employer, I'm gonna find out who you are and I'm yeah. going to all the sources I can find out, right? Now, I'll tell you these young people are pretty smart. You know they have three or four identities out there on social media, right? They're twelve yeah. years old. They got a twenty-two year old uh, put their account out there. They're twenty-two years old and they go to college in in, in Maine or somewhere. Yeah, but it's, it's still, it's out there and it never goes away. It's somewhere out there for someone who's seeking it. So, I am yeah. not a
0: big fan of social media. Do you think that people put things on social media even now, where? Uh, that they regret, like I, I feel like I've got every social media network under the sun. Like I'm probably signed up for it, but I don't really put much stuff up there. So like I think like, oh well, if I apply for this you know job where, for some reason they want to check my social media stuff, like that's fine because there's not really going to be anything on there. There's going to be like a million likes on cat pictures, and uh, that's all they're going to see. But I know a lot of people are very vocal on there and. Uh, even the uh, bringing it back to sort of the capital thing, like, uh, you know, these people that are so revved up about everything, like they posted all that on social media and I assume that they would not want their employers reading that based on the fact that like a lot of people that participated in in the riots are now getting fired by their employers. And I guess my question is why do you think people see posting certain things on social media as fine even though they would be ashamed of it if it came out you know what i mean like i'm going to post this thing that's totally inappropriate on social media but hopefully like nobody out there out there will see it because you know like you said once you put something on social media it's there it's not coming back down it's uh they say it's like you can't take the pee out of the pool right it's <laughs> it's out there
1: absolutely you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I read a, a research paper, a white paper a few years ago about um, humanity and how we felt about ourselves. So the, the, the question they asked was, how often did you look at your, your, your phone, your smartphone? Mm-hmm. And many people don't put it down. And it's yeah. because they're bored, they're lonely, they don't have, you know, whatever it is that they're needing. So they're waiting on something interesting to come on their phone. You know, yep. so they're some, some, some wonderful thing to show up on their phone. And I think that the problem with that is, is that we don't always know how to regulate ourselves, right? So um, mm-hmm. I find it's purely amazing for someone to tell somebody, I just came back from my wonderful two-month vacation from Mexico, and here are all my pictures. <laughs> that's, that's one side of the story. Yep. The other side is I'm getting ready to go to Mexico for two months, and uh, I'll put up pictures as I go along. Yeah. So back in the early days of social media, there was this thought that people were breaking your house and rob your house if you put that kind of information out there. Oh, yeah. Kind of, you know, uh, went, went, went sideways, right? So I think that a lot of people have things on social media they would love to take back. You know, I mean, love to take back. Uh, there was a shooting here at one of the high schools in Durham a few years ago. I don't know how long ago now. And he posted it on Facebook.
0: You know, he posted, yeah. like, the shooter posted
1: about it? Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, and he was easily arrested, um, you know? And so part of that is, is like, is it just the way our brains operate and we need constant adoration and attention and we need people constantly blowing smoke at us, you know, telling us how great we are and all that, that mm-hmm. social media has that draw to make you put, put something like that out there. Like, you know, you and I both posted about our podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can speak for me. I don't want to speak for you. But my only interest in putting the information about my podcast is so people would tune to it and listen to it. It's yeah. not anything more than just that. But yeah. there are other people who are posting stuff out there because they want to draw attention to themselves. You know, yeah. I think what we're doing is providing a service. We're providing some different views and backgrounds of things. So it's valuable. But then there are some people who are out there posting things just to be posting them, you know? So just to have something to say because they want more likes, they want more followers, they want more whatever it is. But I think yeah. that does some, that says something about humanity, the kinds of people we are, and the insecurities and, and flaws that we have as human beings.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. Uh, like, I'm not huge into self promotion, so like even putting the Facebook thing out there is like, I want just people. I want people to know about it. I don't want to be like. I don't know what the right word is, but I will, I don't want like adoration for putting it out there. I just want people to be able to see it and go ahead with it. And like, personally, that's why I don't really post a lot of stuff on social media is like, I may want people to know, but I don't know, something about like the likes and like, I don't, it just, I don't want all those feelings sort of coming to me, but I think a lot of people sort of feed on that and some people love it. Right. Like some people want to put something up, doesn't matter what it is. They want people to, you know, transfer their emotions over or something and I get that that could probably be sort of addicting uh, especially I would say for like younger people that have grown up with uh with social media and are used to that just sort of a constant stream of uh positive reinforcement
1: but, I, but I, I still think it goes back to some kind of flaw in our in our character right so yeah. if you think about you know just simple simple simply dressing right so some people are very flamboyant dressers you know they've got know the hair all coiffed up you know they've got beautiful lipstick earrings they've got all the jewelry they own they've got a whole outfit out there Mm -hmm. why um (laughs) i dress for comfort i do not dress to draw attention attention to me i dress to be comfortable and so why is it that some of us feel that we need to go to all of these extents to draw attention to ourselves you know so I think that in in a lot of ways we are still struggling with our own identities, and so yeah. social media walked right in one day and gave us a beautiful platform for it. So you're probably too young to remember this, but there's something called MySpace. MySpace oh, yeah. was the first one of these things to really take hold. There's the mm-hmm. site called Classmates, so you can go find all of your high school classmates and see where they are. You can tell, see, look at how much greater I am than what you are. And You know, look how I was. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes it just makes sense. To just If you have something to share, it's for the good of the universe, share it. Yeah. If it's about self-promotion, then you need to have your own website. You promote yourself on your site. You know, like I am so smart. I don't even know how to do it myself every day. I just wake up brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Right. But something about social media that gives people inclinations to want to put stuff about them and what you said, liking you and not liking you, uh, following you and not following you. What difference does any of that stuff make? in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, the people who are following you today will unfollow you tomorrow. The people who like you today won't like you tomorrow. And yeah. If you were to say something they don't like, oh my God, they're going to take you, take themselves and all your followers with you. Cause they're going to say how terrible you are.
0: Yes, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, it's, it's just
0: too much. When you talk about the uh, dressing for comfort that uh, I would say I was 100% the same way until a couple years ago. Like I would literally wake up pull out whatever like was closest in the closet, put it on. And then my wife would be like, those don't match drew. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't care. Like nobody cares. It's fine. And I've, I've slowly sort of gotten out of that. And I won't say by any means I'm stylish, but I've enjoyed a tiny amount (laughs) of style that has come with it. If nothing else for then it like starts conversations with people. I think like uh, people will say like, Oh, I like that shirt. And you can say, Oh, well it's because of X, Y, and Z. Um, I don't know if that's totally on topic for social media, but that's a little uh, background on my morning routine.
1: (laughs) Well, I will tell you, so my daughter is an interior designer and my husband is a fashion guru. So, uh, no, (laughs) Uh, my pants are high water, you know, they may have stains on the car, bleach may have gotten on them, you know, so I'm on my way out the door and the two critics stand, you're not going to go out the house like that, are you? (laughs) Yes, I am. What difference does it make? And, and, and Warren Buffett is my hero. This man's got a gazillion dollars and he looks like he just got uh, his clothes on Goodwill. Yes. I don't wanna be Warren Buffett, Rochelle. I don't wanna be a uh, fashionable poor somebody else. You know, you walked around and I'll tell you a little quick story. I was in um, uh, uh, Kroger when there's still Kroger grocery stores in North Carolina. And there was a black woman in front of us. It was uh, uh, me, another black woman. A white lady and another white lady right mm-hmm. so the black lady is in there you know digging around trying to find the first black lady is digging in there trying to find her um her money or whatever it is and uh so eventually she does and she finds it and she walks on the next black woman me i get up there and i stick my card in the machine and it says card reader error one of the white women behind me said i would much rather have the money than the purse now if you know me, I don't have no fashionable purse at all. So what is that? <laughs> but I guess it must have been made of leather. And so she said, if she didn't spend the money on her purse, she could pay for her food. You know, mm. I, I don't say any, I don't say anything, of because so I just let the conversation go. But the lady behind her says, you know, that happens to me all the time when I go there to check her out. I get that card reader error. And yeah. sure enough, I pull my card out, put my card back in, and it worked perfectly fine. Yeah. The, the second white lady standing behind her said, well, and the, and the lady standing behind, directly behind me didn't have anything else to say. But there's some assumptions made about who you are by what you have and how you dress, right? Yeah. So, Which may or may not be factual, may may, may not be true at all. So I think that what social media does for us, it gives us courage that we don't have. You know, some yeah. people say when, you know, they have a drink, they get that liquid courage and they can say whatever, they can do public speaking and they go out to I mean, I think social media gives us a courage that we don't necessarily have because we're we're not visible. We're hiding behind our our screen picture or our whatever we're talking about. We're hiding behind it.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh, one of the I guess one of my early lessons as a younger adult was that you can't really judge people based on uh, what they buy because you'd never know their background. They may be poor as dirt and you know buying something really frivolous because. You know, it's the one time of year they get to buy something or they may be super rich and, uh, you know, just don't want things that normal rich people have. You know, maybe they have a crappy job, but they have, you know, inheritance from relatives passing away. Like you just you never know. And you should, uh, pers- my personal feeling is like you should never judge somebody based on what they're buying or not buying because you will never know that full story you're only going to have like one small facet of their entire life and there're millions of reasons that they could be you know buying something or not buying something or failing to buy something you know maybe they got that purse for maybe it was a nice purse and maybe it was an inherited purse from you know a relative that passed away that they're super upset about and you know it reminds them of that like even Absolutely. if they don't have money there's no reason they should not have a nice purse
1: like that Absolutely. And, and and you know, and I think that to go back to the social media piece, you know, what we have to understand, and, and it's not it doesn't just now apply to social media, it applies to everything. Your mm-hmm. Gmail account, your Yahoo, your Hotmail, your whatever account you got. It's free. Yeah. You want to know how 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 much their big brothers watching you, <laughs> start typing in a subject. Start typing in the body of that email. Yeah. It finds the words for you. It has ads for you, it's got all of that. And so with free things, you put yourself in kind of harm's way, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you are a very social extroverted person, social media and free things are for you because you can just thrive off those things. But if you're an introvert and you find these things a bit overwhelming to get these things, you you know, it's kind of one of those places where you kind of think about, okay, do I just stop? So I, I don't have a Facebook account anymore. I stopped Facebook in 2016 when mm-hmm. you were in the middle of, uh, middle of the um uh, um election and all that, because yeah. I couldn't tell you how many times I would get these postings that were sent to me or recommended for me about who I should vote for or about <laughs> what's happening with the election. And I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, okay. And so when I look at my LinkedIn account, so my LinkedIn account does not do that exactly, mm-hmm. but it does on this recommended that you follow these people. Why would I want to follow them? I don't know them, but because (laughs) I posted or talked about this thing, it's recommended that I follow these things. And these are the things that Americans need to pay attention to. You know, it's why it's not Americans, the entire population needs to pay attention to because why are these applications doing this? What is it that they want, that they want you to do? And then other piece of that is why do you need an app on your phone for that thing you can do on a website or you can do some other kind of way. What are they asking you? What is the meaning of that? So I think social media is kind of a um, kind of a little hidden gem of, of danger.
0: Do you ever. So after uh, leaving Facebook in 2016, do you ever miss it or regret the fact that you don't have Facebook anymore?
1: Not at all. Nice. Not at all. <laughs> You know, because I, right, you know, I went to school in South Carolina, rural, poor town, and so most of my classmates were, you know, who they were, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "OMG!" So I would get these posts, you know, talking about who the, who I should vote for, or about them in South Carolina, you know, racist turns the Confederate flags and all these things. I'm sitting here, okay, no, I don't miss any of this, and you know, every once in a while, somebody tempts me, go to my Facebook page and look at. The- <laughs> No saying outside of Facebook, I will not see it, you know, so it's just one of those things where you try to understand how to moderate yourself to some degree, because, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn, and I don't go to Twitter, I use LinkedIn to feed Twitter, I don't, don't go to Twitter at all. So I don't watch what people tweet or whatever, if it comes to my email that somebody tweeted something, I hit the delete button because obviously it's not for me, you know, so, you know,
0: yeah. The ads on social media are especially creepy. We were about a, I guess it was about a year ago. Yeah, it was a little over a year ago. My grandmother had had a heart attack. So we were up there visiting and in the car, it was me and my parents and my wife and my son. And we were talking about how she had been eating a bunch of uh, Jimmy Dean sausages, right? Like she loved those Jimmy Dean sausages and those things are like, you know, filled with uh, with salt. And we were wondering, you know, if that's had something to do with it. And while we were doing that, my son didn't know what Jimmy Dean sausages were. So he's sitting in the back uh, of the car Googling that. And then the next day I'm on Facebook and I get an ad for Jimmy Dean sausages. And I'm like, I want to write back and be like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we weren't Googling that. First off, it wasn't even me Googling it. It was just, you know, they know that I'm connected to my son and he was Googling it. But I wanted to be like we're not gonna buy your sausages. Like we're talking about how that may have almost killed one of my relatives. <laughs> like, don't try and send me Jimmy Dean sausage ads, please. That's the that's a very bad context for an ad right now.
1: Well, you need to put on your marketing hat. Any news or any uh, talk about you is good talk, you know? So if you're writing something <laughs> bad about uh, Jimmy Dean or you're writing something good about it, they're getting publicity. So they're, they're happy about that, so right on. That's know? true. Um, that you're drawing traffic to them. And that's that's what they they hope. And that's another one of those dichotomous examples of social media, right? Because they're work so well with the with the social media provider, or email provider that, you know, so you've got Google Ads and you've got all these yeah. other little things that you can buy and inundate people with nonsense. You know, so there you yeah. go.
0: Yeah. Uh, also side note, uh, this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Jimmy Dean. You can visit them at uh, Jimmy (laughs) (laughs) joking, joking, although they can throw us some money. That'd be fine. (laughs) So one other thing I wanted to get your opinion on was sort of the echo chamber of, uh, of social media. People tend to, and I'll include myself in this is I'll find people that, uh, that share a lot of my similar views and, uh, I don't think it's bad from my point of view because i feel like i'm doing the right thing but i think people with opposing views are also doing that uh and just sort of congregating and pushing out any voice that they don't agree with right like i'm gonna go to a conservative website and i'm gonna stick on there and if people start coming in with non-conservative views we're gonna push that person out i only want to hear opinions about conservative things or liberal things like how do how do we get around that and not I guess it sort of goes back to diversity, but how do we, how do we keep ourselves from becoming part of an echo chamber?
1: I think it's really hard um, because again, I go back to the, um, I go back to the other thing that um, you know people talk about a lot. So you know, um, I think it's so hard for us to understand what that really means to actually hear those things to have people either push you out or push you or push you up. Mm-hmm. um and i'm putting something in the chat i want you to want to i want you to to, to look into so mm-hmm. um, i think that a lot of us um i think a lot of us assume that these products are for our good right they're there for good they are and so like if you take what happened on january 6th and now you know people have started coning it a day that will live in infamy i don't know if that's true or not but but it was pretty scary oh yeah but the but your point is is that you know someone started that conversation you know and it probably wasn't the person that's in the white house you know i do believe the election was stolen from us and i do think we should do something about it because you would not have had a ruby ridge you would not have had a waco you would not have had oklahoma and you could just go on and on and on someone starts these conversations and someone latches onto them and they, well let me tell my other friends because i'm sure they think like this too and if we have similar views about life and things these are going to be topics we kind of traverse to. And as we get over there, we hear more and more things we like. Oh, yeah, this is a place where I want to be. And yep. then if you get that naysayer or that more liberal person, oh, well, he or she can't be in here. We're going to do it. No, uh, you know, you see the, you know, sometimes you see it on, um, on LinkedIn. You see someone who's posted something that's negative about something uh, against the views of others. And they do everything they can. You got a gazillion Likes and just like all the way to the bottom of them talking about that person, which they yeah. lost track of the issue that they were talking about.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely, I think
1: that's the case. So, um, there is this new app that's out there. It's not. It's not officially on a website yet. It's called Clubhouse. And believe uh-huh. it or not, I don't even know where my phone is, but believe it or not, I have it. Oh, it's a call nine one one to report crime. So I don't know if you could see it, but um, you see uh-huh. this is Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my daughter introduced me to this thing. And so you can create a room and chat about anything you want to. There are over 2 million people on this. And uh, you can talk about everything from the color of the sky to the size of your shoes. And there's a room with people talking about it. I mean, hundreds of people talking about it. This is the new Snapchat. This is the new thing right now. Is Clubhouse. Is to get out there on Clubhouse and create your own room and go out there and chat. So this uh, is I'm gonna have to
0: sign up for that after this.
1: <laughs> this is a social media uh, application that allows you to bring together people you want to share things with. So I have a diversity room on uh-huh. on this thing, right? And so Fridays, I cut out one hour, about six o'clock at night, to chat for. Uh-huh. 45 minutes about diversity by myself. You want to come in and listen to me talk about it? Show up. If you don't, I'm good. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it's more, I think, in this case, for me, not Rochelle promotion, but diversity promotion. Because this is where I live and die. I live with this thing every day. So it's so important to me. But I think that at the end, you know, it's more social promotion. You know, more ways for you to get to know how great I am and how brilliant I am and how much I bring to the table Mm -hmm. versus the message that I'm bringing.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I will have to check that out. I see it's a, uh, is it a, the link you sent over and I'll put this in our show notes is an Oprah thing. Is that, uh, yeah.
1: I'll send you the other It does not have a, a URL. So they are in the process, I guess, of, of developing it, but right now they don't. So I'll put the, um, I'll put the URL for their site in there. Um, Oprah is the only person that really spends, uh, Uh, She has a room in there too. So um, click on that. You can download the app, but if you click on that link, it'll just take you to a site that says they're in beta or something like that.
0: Got it. Awesome. I'm adding that as well. That's very cool. I think it's uh, one of the things that I feel like I learned in 2020 is it really is important to listen to people that uh, are not in your immediate social circle all the time, and just sort of at least expose yourself to these different ideas, and it's, uh, you know, it's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to join, let me know, and I'll invite you. You have to be invited by somebody who's a member already.
0: Excellent, excellent. I definitely will.
1: Sanity, <laughs> but you know, you know, as we conclude our podcast, you know, eminent technology is really here to help you understand but at least give you a perspective of where things are in the space of technology and how fast it's changing or disrupting our world and the changes yeah. yet to come. You know, we're gonna have some great guests on in a while to talk about some of these kind of issues. But, you know, I think between Drew and I, we bring, you know, two different views to technology. Like, so whenever I have a technical problem, I ask Drew, <laughs> go find somebody else. <laughs> never, but, uh, never. <laughs> But but you know at the end of the day, you know, I haven't been a true technologist, boots on the ground, coding, you know, and all this. I haven't done that in many many years. I haven't lost my feel for it. I, I still know how it works. I still understand the complexities of it. But it's not my in my wheelhouse. So, what you should get from Eminent Technology is that we are here to help you get aware. And familiar with what's happening around you. We're not offering you any advice or guidance. We're not telling you what you should and should not do. We're just trying to provide a portal for you to go ask more questions. And you yes. can even ask them. Drew is going to tell you how you can, you know, subscribe to our channel, you know, you know give us feedback. You yep. know, we want to hear what you think.
0: Yeah, uh, hit us up at Imminent uh, knowledge at Gmail. We have an email account there. Uh, we also now have a Twitter that I just registered called Imminent Technology. Uh, it's very blank right now, but uh, hopefully we'll have some stuff on there soon. And uh, yeah, we would we would definitely love to hear feedback from everybody. Uh, and we're very appreciative to to people listening. Subscribe,
1: yeah. subscribe, subscribe. Yes. Learn, subscribe and learn. And yes. Count- Challenge us. You don't have to believe what we're saying. Challenge If you have a different view, tell us what it is and tell us why, why or where you think we are off the market.
0: Yes, absolutely. We are We are here to talk and we're here to, uh, we would like to learn stuff too. So, Thank you for listening to Eminent teach If you like the show, please review, subscribe, and recommend us to your friends and family. We'd love to hear feedback from you as well. You can email us at eminentteachnology at gmail.com. See y'all soon.